Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 52, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke and this is my sidekick. Uh, I'm Luke. <laughs> wait, wait, I've lost my place. Uh, Tony. Yeah, my sidekick, Tony. What does sidekick mean? It means I'm above you on the hierarchy. Sidekick's a really like derogatory term, isn't it? Um, it puts you in your place. Sidekick. <laughs> oh. oh. Just... No one can hear the dog barking, so let's just carry on. Okay. I think it's only us that can hear it. And if it isn't, um, we'll go anyway. Like, yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, have you had a good week? Oh, two weeks. We weren't here last week due to... Well, we'll say it was due to Easter's. Easter holidays, but really I We were celebrating Jesus' death. <laughs> celebrating? Yeah. Is that what we do? Commemorating? Is that what we have the day off? celebrating makes it sound like um a party yeah i kind of had that it's like you're happy that he died well aren't you supposed to be are you he died for our sins oh you know more than me every I didn't, sin i didn't grow up catholic every so. sin that you committed he died for on friday me yeah specifically me specifically you i thought it was the human race uh and surely it was up to his death we're going down a road here. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to go down. Um, you grew up religious, so you should know. Hey, don't call me that. You should know what the priest's quarters look like. I actually do, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was kind of dank and moldy. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Lots of candles on there. No doubt. It's well, most romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Fire hazard, though, for young ones. Yeah. <laughs> And those robes, they're always so flowing and long. I always thought that. It's just, there's, there's like significant fire danger. Um, so sidekick. Oh. Derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've just sort of crushed my ambitions and dreams. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I do mean it in a derogatory sidekick, way. Sidekick, it is a derogatory term because you're not as good as the main cast. No. You're just a sidekick. Yeah. So sidekick. Yeah. Have you had a good couple of weeks, sidekick? Yeah, I, I've, I enjoyed these four-day weeks. Mm-hmm. In short. Doing the shorts. <laughs> oh, wearing shorts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't really wear shorts. Um, did anything paranormal happen to you in the last two There's weeks since nothing, our last record? Nothing springs to mind. Though, you may have had something. No. No? Okay. Um, is celebrating Jesus' death is Jesus is Jesus paranormal? I think he is. Because yeah. he's like a ghost, isn't he? Yeah, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, like, because he's like <laughs> dead, but still talks to people. <laughs> but surely that's like... That's, that's how you define it, I guess. Um, what used to always weird me out in Catholic school, they'd be like, Catholic school. on Friday, they'd be like, oh, Jesus died. But on the third day, he rose. I'm like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like, no, 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 it was a Sunday. I'm like, okay, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> the third day. Like, no, 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 it was a Sunday. I'm like, but that's two days. Friday to Sunday, it's two days. Yeah. And they're like, no, the third day. I'm like, okay. So he died on the Friday. He wasn't there on the Saturday or the Sunday, but he came back on the Monday. That, no, 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 no. You've got this wrong again. It's the Sunday. I'm like, well, that's two days. No, no, no. It's like day one, he died. Day two, wasn't there. Like, wasn't there. just fuck it around. It was in the cave behind the rock. No, that was on the first day. What do you he, mean? He died and they threw him in the cave on the first day. On yeah. the Saturday, he just fucked around. No, he was still in the cave on the no. rock. No. Why would he just hang in the cave? Because he didn't rise yet. No, Why would he so. leave the cave? How would he leave the cave? We're going back in that direction again. Then on again. Sunday, <laughs> he was back. Moving on. And they were like, three days. I'm like, Friday or Sunday is not three days. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Well, but, if you have but Friday like, off, you call it a three-day weekend, though. Oh, I never counted it that way. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it makes sense now. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess in that way. But I was like, oh, but he died like, say, like 4 p.m. on the Friday. Mm. So 4 p.m. So he's nearly the... done with work on the Friday. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, fucked around. Yeah. And Sunday, he was back in the morning. I'm like, that's hardly three days. Like, that is <laughs> that is scantly three days. It's barely two and a half days. How old were you when you it's were arguing this? Two and a half days. How old were you when you were It's really one and a half days. Oh, my God. 
How old were you when you were arguing this? Like six. <laughs> so you've always been like this yeah. then. <laughs> and I just opposed this three-day rule. Why? It didn't seem like three days. So he's died Friday 4pm. He's back it? Sunday at 10am. All right. Do you know I ordered a pair of shoes yesterday? The shoes I was, shoe box downstairs you saw. Yeah. Ordered it at like 5.55pm. Yeah. And they were there. On what day of the week? Uh, yesterday. So Thursday. Yeah. And the shoes were. Wait, spoiler alert. They're already here. Yeah. Because I saw them downstairs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm all about the fact <laughs> that we're here. Let me tell you. Uh, and then I got home today at like 4pm and the shoes were there. Wow. And I was like, and they came from Australia. Did they call it um, three days? No. <laughs> they didn't even call it one day. Three day shipping? They said they'll be there by tomorrow at 9am. And, and you were like, well, is that today or tomorrow? How many days is that? I'd like, call that one day. Is in, it two days? Like in Jesus days, how many days is that? <laughs> exactly. They're like, it's three Jesus days. So, so it's right like now my shoes are in a cave. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or three Jesus days, which is like one and a half regular days. And they're like dog years. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus days. Yeah. Um, like how many Jesus years old are you? And you'd be like, oh, you know. Be, you'd say you're probably 72 me yeah but jesus oh. days because you're exaggerated it's like one and a half because <laughs> <laughs> if, if it actually said that jesus died and he'd be back in one and a half days that would have been true <laughs> no. hey i just caught out of the corner of my eye is that a yowie it is a yowie up the top of the canvas yep. uh world map that we have everybody's locations on if you're not on the world map then tweet <coughs> us at lits underscore podcast with your location you really we'll have a breath there. <laughs> and then we'll tweet you it so there's and then a we'll talk on. without and then we'll and talk without taking a breath for a very long time because that's the kind of people we are that's how we roll um and there's a yowie on it there is it's perched <laughs> up there you got a yowie in your yowie i got a yowie in my yowie that's got to be rare. He's like my Yowie, the, I don't know if I Instagrammed it or if I just sent it to you as a picture, but it had a llama in it. Did the Yowie in the is the Yowie in the bin there? Did I throw it in the bin down there? Is no. that where it is? No, just to energize no, it, it was a battery it was, packet. It was a buffalo. Buffalo? So, did you buffalo. get two Yowies? Yeah, I got two. Well, Jesse got one and I got one. Oh. So I got a Yowie and he got a buffalo. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not as lame as my alpaca. I said llama before. I apologize to llama don't really enthusiasts. Don't really know the difference, to be honest. Um, spelling. One has two L's at the front. That's okay. fun. One's L. That's kind of fun. It's like it should be Welsh. Um, what else is going on? Anything? Anything else to report in the last couple of weeks? Um, you're looking. You're doing fun things like playing with um, finances and renovating houses. Yeah. Mm. So looking at a sander. I've got a sander. Adam, Adam Sandler? Is that what you call your sandler? No. Your sander? I will never call it Adam a- Sander. Adam Sander. No, I'm... No. Okay. It's, um, but I do have a sander, and I just got it in the in recent weeks, because it's also renovating. I'm just ang- in time I'm just, for winter. Just for our, our listeners, I'm angling to borrow this. <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but I'm angling to borrow it. You can borrow it, but... I'm angling to borrow it. You can it. rent it. I'm not renting it. You I'm angling it. to borrow it. You can rent it at... One third the price what, you of buying it. it. 30 bucks. Is that Jesus one third? <laughs> or regular one third? Regular. Okay. 10 bucks an hour? Mm, that's it's that's an efficient rate. sander. I don't know if you'd need it that long. So just 10, 10 buckaroos. What if I say I'm not using it for an hour and then you don't know? Because you <laughs> I'll be here away. with a stopwatch. Don't worry. Okay. As you're and coming a, for and a wallet for you to pay me in. Um, moving good. on. <laughs> bring a wallet okay because <laughs> you couldn't possibly keep track of ten dollars without a wallet yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like it's a round number or anything um had uh update i've got an update on I, i'm trying to think of what it's called because now that we don't have reaper watch did we come up with a, a jingle for the ghost the pepper? ghost pepper because um, we because did we? To update everyone, we had a segment we were calling Reaper Watch, where I was growing Carolina Reaper chilies, the hottest one on the planet. And then and we I taped over the intro when porn. <laughs> and we were going to... Excuse me, turn you, your phone off. You are you... vibrating. It is you who is vibrating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, and then um, the accusation. I wasn't sure if it was a chili or a weed, and it uh, didn't matter. Uh, days later, when my wife dropped it anyway, and yeah. it was dead. <clears throat> but my ghost pepper, which is the second hottest chili, and in two thousand and nine was the hottest chili, um, is going really well. Um, I wondered if we might get you to eat it and then try and do get me some strange. Okay, that's a good call. Would you eat the whole lot? Um, I can reckon I can well, squeeze we split it. In it? There? Hottest chili on the planet in 2009. Yeah, not the hottest chili now, though, is it? It's like nine years ago. <laughs> Talking a big game. <laughs> Should we half a chili and do a strange each? I think so. Once it's ready. Yeah. So it's I've, I've made a chili station inside now that's getting a bit colder. And got some, um, some good uh, fertilizer to help it grow. You doing that yourself or? Yeah. <laughs> Just taking a dumperoo no, into no, the... No, I mean, I'm sprinkling the fertilizer on. Oh, I thought you were now taking your dumperoo I'm not manufacturing out. the fertilizer <laughs> myself. Right. Um, but it's coming along really good. Started reddening uh, two days ago and is now fully pink. And is going to go angry orange after that from all accounts. What, and what, what it'll just be disgracefully hot. What no. are you going to say? I was just saying, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> it's that entertaining. Um, I've got a question for you, which you might have heard um, if you, because it's come straight from another radio station that we I know we listen to. More FM? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on straws? Do you know where I'm going with this? No, I don't. Yeah. No. Would you say a straw has one hole or two? Um, does a straw have one? It has two holes. One in each end? Yeah. I disagree. Like wholeheartedly disagree. It's one straw. It's one hole that goes right through. Is it not? Um, do we do we run a poll? Well, I think <laughs> I'd be right. <laughs> no, but you always do. You're not right. There's no way. I normally win these. So <laughs> you're saying a, a straw has two holes? Yeah, because there's a central there's a central membrane of straw, <laughs> and at either end there's a hole. So the hole at the end, where does it stop? Where does the hole stop? Yeah, where does it stop being a hole? How deep does the hole have to be? That's what I'm saying. It goes right through that straw and out the other side. Yeah, I think the hole has a north side and a south side. It's got a one end and the other end. It's a hole. Two holes. No, <laughs> what you're saying doesn't make sense. I think I am making sense. No, you're not. You're just saying that a hole has a north side and a south side. Yeah, hole side one, hole side two. Yeah. Two sides. Two hole sides two. to a hole. Yeah. So that straw has a top and a bottom, which well, would be two a tunnel. sides. Tr- the, the actual straw is the tunnel mechanism. <laughs> it is that tunnel membrane that connects hole to hole. <laughs> um, I strongly disagree. So you think it's just a single hole? If I drew, If I drilled a hole in the wall there and could see the bedroom... Would you say there's one hole or two? Think about a tunnel. Like, you drive through a tunnel. The tunnel has two holes. No, no, it doesn't. It has one hole no, and two entrances to said hole. There was two holes in this tunnel. So if this was, like, a, like a say, a, a, a long tunnel, and yeah. you're at one end of that tunnel, yeah, that's one, one hole. hole. There's a hole in the tunnel. One there's a hole on the outside. The tunnel is not a hole. That tunnel isn't a hole. The straw isn't a hole. But it has... You're countering, you're counting the straw as a hole. Yeah. The straw isn't a hole. <laughs> Okay, think of a donut with a hole in the middle. Is that one hole or two? That's a hole. Okay, you get two donuts, stack them on top of each other. Is that two holes? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so now you make a structure the same height with a hole that goes right through the middle. Is that two holes? Uh, so I would make a structure like that. I think, but the donut is, that is the hole because the donut is a larger being. <laughs> Whereas the straw, I mean, how how long is the straw? Why is that relevant? Because it was a really short straw, but only have one hole. <laughs> well, how long does a straw have to be before it's two holes? Uh, how long is a piece of straw? Like, <laughs> this is the question here. Like, I think, I think, I think, I think I'm right. Actually, I think I'm right. That's the that absolute like. I know I'm right attitude that's going on in your head. I have the same thing in mine. I'm right. So if we had a straw and I was sipping out of it, I'd be sipping out of one hole of that straw. But no, then no, you no, were like, no. I'm like, oh, actually, do you want to try some of this milkshake? And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to catch your man germs. So you'd switch it around and drink out the other hole. No, it wouldn't. It's disgusting because it's the same straw. It would get in the, it'll be getting different the same hole. germs. It's a different hole. It's the same hole. 
It's one hole. <laughs> it goes all the way through. Do you... And out the other side. Do you subscribe to the theory that every hole's a goal? <laughs> get out. <laughs> well, if you... Do you if say you, get out or get off? <laughs> if you look down the straw and out the other side, you can see daylight. Are you looking through one hole or two? I'm looking through a tunnel. No, you're looking through a hole. <laughs> no, a hole is the entrance. I don't know if we're going to finish this. <laughs> we might run out of SD cards. Yeah, I don't think... I think that's completely wrong. Because the, the hole... How, I think you're, you were classing a hole as going far too deep. <laughs> that's the thing I do. As well as open cans near a microphone, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Never done that before. See, what you're drinking out of... That's a hole. But I if agree there was that's another, a hole. But if there was a hole at the bottom of that drink, it would be you know, terrible for the fluid retention. There'd be two holes. There'd be two I agree holes. with that. If it was the exact width and diameter of this can, one hole. Oh, goes right you're, through. you're having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you're having a laugh. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from, and I kind of feel sorry for you in a way, because you're wrong. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have a drink, so... Do we get a time drink so that we're not both What silent? if we both drink at the same time? Then, then I'll probably end up cutting it out. Okay, you ready? No. <laughs> you go while I talk, and then when I'm finished... When you're finished drinking, I'll... But when you start drinking, I'll have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Can I have another drink? Uh, Are you gonna... How much did you get? Very little. Oh, nice. I have a wee, I have a wee sippy. <laughs> you idiot. This is really unentertaining. We've got to move on. This is riveting. No, it's not. It's really not. Oh, wait, was, was, what's the opposite of riveting? It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um, apologies to anyone listening. If you want a sticker as compensation, tweet your address to at LITS underscore podcast or DM us and we'll send you a sticker to anywhere in the world. Um, as long as I can get it through the postal, postal system because um, I, went to, I went to send a letter the other day shut down again same oh. same horrible woman at the same horrible branch you gotta get out of hornby bro i know but it's it's, it's the closest one in my lunch break it's terrible man send a stamped self-addressed envelope <laughs> to p.o box 1945 in christchurch <laughs> and no one gets that joke <laughs> we'll have the uh do you remember there was a there was a tv show when we were growing up called what now which is that paid uh, uh PO Box 1945 in Christchurch yeah. they had the teleop so you'd call the number yeah. and you'd, you, you would, my sister you'd speak was someone one. your sister was a teleop yeah my sister was the teleop wow where did they get paid I don't know if they did <gasps> uh, I think they did child labour yeah I don't know if she was of age I think she might have been like paid in vouchers maybe you got paid in vouchers shall I message her yeah do that um, and then, like, in the mid-1990s, uh, you know, something that's very close to my heart, you could call 0800-001-001, which was the teleops. Is it still a thing? We it's should, still a thing, isn't it? We should call it later. <laughs> but um, You should call it on mic, because yeah. that's what you do. Um, but then, when they got to the sort of the mid-1990s and things were getting a bit flashy, technologically or wise... Um, they introduced a fax line. You could fax them on 0800-007-007. faxes. I'm messaging my sister now to see if she'll tell us how much a teleop got paid. Again, I just realised how boring this is. I'll do it, but I'm not happy about it. You need to know this sort of stuff. At least talk while I do it. Okay, so we're trying this 0800-007-007. Welcome to Revolutionise IT. If you know the extension you require, please dial it now. Otherwise, hold the line. Oh, this is not, this is not right. This is the, the, the taking the teleops number. Oh, this is really disappointing. I'm, I'm really gutted by this. I was just hoping to see the facts. And it's probably... Who are probably, we ringing now? Uh, Revolution IT, who apparently now have the teleops fax number. Oh, they're gone to Rev IT now. Ah, rebranded. Okay, so we'll try, uh... <laughs> we'll try, um... Um, the teleops now. You've made it through to what now? Hey! the phone right now, but you can join us online at whatnow.tv and live every Sunday morning. This and guy's way too excited. Too. So stay safe, stay well, and get active! See you soon! <laughs>
that's the most intense thing I've ever heard. Hey, you've made it through to what now? I'm being shouted at. These guys need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Just calm down. Did I say get active? I think so. Is that a thing? <laughs> no. Stay well, say safe, and say and get active. <laughs> Maybe that should be our new... Oh, damn, we could have stolen that catchphrase. We hadn't just broadcast what now? Uh, minimum wage. They got that wrong. They found out minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, they're on minimum wage. Damn. And uh, do we need to explain what that is? Because teleops a colloquial term, is it not? Is it not? Telephone operator. So the people that would ring up and put you through. And she said they used to, um, they used to only put through the real excited kids. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was rigged as. Because I, I remember I'd occasionally hear people they were like, "Oh, we've got Billy on the line. Hi, Billy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good." <laughs> um, when Mum used to bring home her video camera from work, yeah. we didn't have one ourselves, but we had what well, was a work one. Yeah, my sister and I used to dress up. Um, the, oh no! Um, oh no! I'm going to cut that. By used the way. to dress I'm up. Cutting that out, the... and I'm going to plaster it at the end. My sister and I used to. I'm not even going to say it because then, <laughs> then it can be me. <laughs> used to dress up the uh, part of the bedroom, part of my bedroom, and we would have our own what now style kids show that we would film, <laughs> and we would take turns being the presenter and the other person would do the phone-ins and i remember i would always be uh i would always do very very bland phone-in horrific <laughs> people but that she had to deal with you had a thing for that because i'm i'm now having flashbacks to <clears throat> seventh form in high school we used to have formal friday oh yes formal friday where a, a group of people would um and quite a few people by the end of the thing, joined in yeah would would wear suits to work on uh, to, to work to <laughs> school on a friday because it was the opposite was meant to be casual Friday. Casual Friday, we'd do formal Friday. But, but in the seventh form common room, you would have Letterman. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It would be Dave Letterman. Dave Letterman, and would have guests and <laughs> yeah. set up uh, various, all the seating into uh, audience. Yeah. So weird. Some would be Paul Schaefer. <laughs> the thing I like about formal Friday is I never started it. Who we, did? Vaughn did. We had another friend who started it. Really? Because I used to work to uh, work to school, walk to school with Vaughn. Mm. And one Friday morning, I just turned over to his house, and he was wearing a suit and tie. Well, not a suit and tie. He was wearing a shirt and tie, <laughs> <laughs> like tucked into like a pair like of like a McDonald's one. Or? Like, no, no, like you know, this, you used to get those packets of a shirt and tie from like you know for like nine dollars. Right. And he was wearing one of those. Oh, yeah, just, those like, ones. Like, with a cap. Tucked in, and it was like tucked into his like sweatpants or something like that. Was he like trying that. to be like uh, Billy Joe Armstrong or something? <laughs> I was like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> and then like it kind of caught on. And I used to have that woman's bag I'd, we- I'd bring. Because <laughs> Patrick, my now brother-in-law, would have a briefcase and I'd have a woman's bag. <laughs> which is like a soft shell... Uh, briefcase sort of thing yeah yeah like a satchel yeah it was there was no way i could ever put any of my textbooks or anything in it It was always horrific because it was too small <laughs> and i'd leave things behind and i'd say i'm sorry i don't have it i've got my woman's bag today so okay so moving right along right <laughs> let's get into something paranormal this is all pretty abnormal though again <laughs> we've really, really we've talked about tally ops fax machines <laughs> we've had minimum wage on the on, on the podcast yeah We've got a plane flying over now. Yeah, it's runway 29 in use, uh, friends, if you want to know. That's when the planes land over Christchurch City. Airport code CHC. Yep. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> one more small thing is I just realised we had daylight saving, la- daylight saving last weekend and I've gone all day without adjusting my watch. Uh, I, wear, I quite often yep. wear different watches each yep, day yep, and this yep. is my first time with this one since and um, I'm an hour in the future. So it's quarter to eight, or twenty-five to eight. You adjusted? You adjust okay? No, I just took it off. Okay, and good. I've put it down. Throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I've pulled up this story. I meant to check with you if we've done it or not. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We're only I like fifty-two episodes deep. How are you not realizing? This is a ghost ship. Did we do a ghost ship? Uh, we did do a ghost ship. Was it this one? <laughs> which one <laughs> you haven't said anything okay stop me if if we've done it because i'm starting to lose track maybe we need a spreadsheet do we need a spreadsheet of what top what stories we've done we could do that 
You're in charge of that sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) The Goodwin Sands are a treacherous stretch of sandbank on the eastern coast of England, mentioned by Shakespeare in The Merchant of Venice. The Goodwins, I think they call the place, a very dangerous, flat, and fatal where the carcasses of many a tall ship lie buried, I'm as feeling, they say. I'm feeling okay about this, because we did the lavender-scented journey of Bernie McGhost's ship. Uh, it's not this one. But no, it's not. I'll so. carry on. 11 miles long, standing 4 miles into dry land and shallowly covered in high, at high tide, they have a sinister reputation as a graveyard of ships as North Carolina's Cape Hatteras. Some estimate that as many as 2,000 ships over the centuries have been lost to their quicksands. The legend of one such ship, the Lady Loverbond, is one of coastal England's most enduring ghost stories. We definitely haven't done this one. No, we haven't. I would have remembered Lady Loverbond. <laughs> you didn't, clearly. <laughs> I didn't say you would pronounce it. Lady Loverbond. Lady Loverbond. Strangely enough, the story begins with a wedding. You like weddings? Lady... <laughs> I should look at how many weddings I'd been to the other day. I think it's five. I've been Did... to plenty. I've got a big family. You have, yeah. Lady Loverbond's captain, What's Simon Reed... the average Reed? number of weddings to have been to by the time you, say, hit 32 as a random age? <clears throat> Simon I reckon Reed. You're well above. <laughs> you're well above the scale with you and your big fam. Oh, I should. I have I told you how I saved the day. You saved the day. Saved the day. Did at you a catch the bouquet? Once. No, my sister was it a runaway bride, and you tackled the bride and beat that bitch. I did not. And my sister was um, getting married. Which one? There's so many. Uh, middle. Middle. And as she entered the house. Oh, whoa! Entered the. Oh, sorry. I thought this was not the house. It was entered the building where. You know, it wasn't a church, but if it was a church, entered the top of the aisle, I guess. Well, started walking down the aisle. The for hire wedding fu- venue? <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Was it for hire? Um, yeah. Good rate? I don't know. I didn't hire it. It's my sister's wedding. Who should have asked? <laughs> People could be interested. So anyway, as... And it's always good st- to know sort of the price of the wedding venue, you know, the price point of that so wedding So you're venue. distracting from my distraction. <laughs> <laughs> um... As my sister started walking down the aisle as the bride, um, the photographer was next to me and fainted. What? Did I tell you this? No. The photographer fainted. They fainted? They fainted. Did like, the pressure get to out, them? And, um, and like, uh, I was, they were right next to me, and I unclipped the camera and Snapped shot away. the whole cer- ceremony, like, as photographer. Wow. <laughs> Did, like, the... What happened to the photographer, though? Did you just leave um, That was the like, thing. It was... Um, like blood spilling out of their ear no, on the ground. No, because it was a really hot day. <clears throat> and they stood up on the chair to get a better view. And um, it was even hotter up, up there. And um, the person next to me was... Even yeah, my sister-in-law. Here, come on. A, it's like a meter of anything else. No, no. It was like an enclosed space. So there was like ceiling just above that. So all the heat was in the top half of the thing. So it was actually hotter. But anyway, I unclipped the camera from them and and did the thing because i yeah uh, there was other people tending to them like police people and stuff like that because some of my family are police members so they were dealing with the photographer and making sure they weren't dead well <laughs> seamlessly i became de facto photographer and and yeah did you do the whole thing the whole ceremony yeah yeah did the photographer ever bounce back um they came right and um and did all the kind of family photos. It was yeah. just like, you know, heat stroke or something did like that. Did she get a discount? I asked. And no. <laughs> what? Yeah. I would have so expected a discount. Yeah. If it was me and you had done most of the work at the ceremony, I would have expected a maybe a 25% discount. I would have wanted a name check. Jeez, that's rubbish. <laughs> Cheeky shit. Not giving a discount for fainting. Yeah. Not and, doing um, his job. Faints. Her. Sexist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um yeah so it, it's quite cool though because um like the canvases and stuff that my sister got printed up she chose some of the, some of the ones from the ceremony and they're really nice just photos, give me a bitter taste knowing that i paid full price for that when some amateur <laughs> took those photos amateur. <laughs> this is just what i do i just make things happen you know 
Yeah, I can I can hold my own. It was just lucky it was a Canon because I know Canon DSLR cameras from doing them using them yeah, with filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was a Nikon and the menu worked slightly differently, then it'd be a different story. Then you would expect. I wouldn't discount. have been the hero. Yeah, and, yeah, and there would have been a discount though. <laughs> Probably would have. Had to I make reckon them you stop. cost the discount because you stepped in. They could palm the work off as their own. And mm, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Yep. So you may have saved the day, but you did cost her twenty five percent off. <laughs> But, so what would you rather I, have? I'd probably save the day. Mm, I'd probably rather have the twenty five percent back. True story though. So it's good. Enjoy good that. Um, back to back to paranormal. Surprised it surprised I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't tell it. Yeah. I was probably Freaking like, save the day, a hero. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe you just a bit you felt bad though that you'd cost the twenty five percent discount. <laughs> no, but I yeah. probably wanted to um I, I keep doing things that are like worthy of telling you, but I kind of hide them away so that we could play a game like Walt Flanagan's One True Three, where mm. I tell you three things and you have to guess which is real. Because there's some amazing things you don't know about me. Yeah. That's one of them. <laughs> we end up never playing the game and it's being kept <laughs> under wraps. Yeah. 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 Cool. Is there anything... Um, have you ever saved the day at a wedding? No. No. I'll move on then. Strangely enough, the story begins with a wedding. Nice. And a rev of an engine. Lady Loverbond's captain, Simon Reed. Actually, I kind of have saved the day. <laughs> we are never going to get through anything. This I, is the most rambly episode ever. <laughs> it started I, with just shit talking and then an argument about two holes or one on the straw. <laughs> and now I've read about a paragraph. Remember that time, like, two days prior to that wedding that the best man didn't want to do a speech? Mm. And I was, I was MC you were and MC groomsman. and best man no i was i was MC and groomsman and i was called in like two days prior to do the speech and i freaking nailed that speech there was belly laughs tell me the truth did you google it no tell me the truth i i did i did google oh, like best ways to structure God. a speech and things like that and i was like okay yeah so you had this and this and this and there are some elements but uh yeah i filmed a couple of weddings in my time and it's amazing how many people have the same speech. Oh, I bet they do. Due to Googling. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. You could, because I, I read a few, I Googled a few speeches to see what they were like. Mm. And um, they were all, as you say, they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you an idea of the kind of jokes. Because what I kind of wanted to know was how far can you <laughs> that's go? It. Where is the line? That's it. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. Because I had a few things. I was like, where is the line? Yeah. My cousin in Australia, I went to his wedding and um, he was going to say, um, thanks to all the New Zealanders for coming over, should have known you'd come all this way for a free steak. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I probably shouldn't say that. Oh. And then, so I used it in my wedding speech when he came over. <laughs> thanks to the Australians, should have known you'd come all this way for a free steak. <laughs> um, fun fact. I wrote my wedding speech when after guests had arrived while I was waiting to get in the shower because <laughs> the shower wasn't free because the other groomsmen were showering. So it was about a 10 minute job. You didn't killed. You didn't jump in with a groomsman? No, I was writing a speech. Oh, okay. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough. Last chance. That was your last chance. <laughs> your bloody blood. Strangely enough, the story <clears throat> eventually begins with a wedding. Lady Loverbond's captain, Simon Reed, was a newlywed, although by the time I get to the story, was probably widowed. <laughs> and he had his new wife, her mother, and their wedding guests aboard when he sailed his three-masted schooner down the River Thames to the North Foreland and out towards the English Channel. On the evening of February 13th, 1748. Below decks, the wedding party laughed and toasted the married couple. Above their heads, though, a man with a jealous and murderous heart was plotting revenge. It must have been hard to do a wedding speech in those days without being able to Google it and see how far you could go. Well, there'd be no one in the, there'd be no one tying up the shower, though. Yeah, and, and no photographers to faint. <laughs> you have an etcher, they'd be etching yeah, it and an faint, etcher. and you could jump in and continue etching. The Lady Loverbond's first mate, John Rivers, had also been a suitor of Miss Simon Reed. She had rejected him in favour of the captain. As you would. I'm, it's like me. I'm like the sidekick of the captain. Who would you go for? 
Me. <laughs> Rivers brooding over the injustice of being bested in love. It's such a motive language. I, like that. I should use that more often. Bested Silently walked up toward the man at the ship's helm and smashed his skull with a belaying pin. He kills the captain? No, the the driver. Ah. So the captain wasn't steering. The boatist. The captain was partying below deck. Given, a, the, given a sort of a driver. slightly racist, slightly edgy speech. Yeah. yeah. The- <laughs> Back in racist. Those Why racist? Oh, you know, because he wasn't too sure how far the boundaries were. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you I know, think back... the boundaries are pretty clear with racism. Those days, though, racism was in. <laughs> Don't try and weasel your way out of this with your racist. I think racism was far more acceptable in the 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think it was more acceptable. 1700s, right? So why was it all through your wedding speech you did? <laughs> Continue. I saw the way you treated that waiter. <laughs> There were only white people at that wedding, though, to be completely honest. Actually, not the wait staff. Oh. No, because remember, there was new owners, and there was that um, person who, and not in a racist way, looked like they were um, from Indian descent, and they put ice in my beer. <laughs> not in a racist way, though. <laughs> um, the helmsman never knew what hit him. His body was shoved aside, and Rivers swung the helm over hard and headed for the Goodwin Sands. The wedding party had no idea they were no longer riding a fair wind across the channel. They joked, laughed, and drank until the ship gave a sudden jolt as she slammed into the sands. Oh. One can imagine the cacophony, says the typo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the masts were snapped, the ship's timbs- timbers were crushed, and the wedding party, shrieking with fear and incomprehension, trapped below decks, died with the sound of John Rivers laughing with thunderous glee above their heads. How anyone knows this, I'm not sure. I know, yeah. So who's reporting on this? Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, a local gumshoe on the shore... No. (laughs) (laughs) Heard the whole thing. Uh, John Rivers also went down with the ship. By morning, the ship had vanished into the netherworld of quicksand. That is, the good ones. There was, of course... the quicksand's absorbing... Yeah, the ship. Wow. There was, of course, a court of inquiry held... For only sabotage could account for the Lady Loverbond's wreck and disappearance on a clear, stormless winter night. John Rivers' own mother wept as she testified that she heard her son say he would have his revenge against Simon Reed if it cost him his life. I did that. The court possibly had a bit of trouble with the idea of a man committing murder by shipwreck from thwarted love. They brought in a verdict of wreck by misadventure. Okay. laugh at people's misadventures literally. it's good it's good it's good, good, good yeah <laughs> so racist the story of the lady loverbond does not end there <laughs> five decades on to the day the skipper of another vessel the edenbridge was a man called james westlake all these names is rivers is westlake no wonder they get into ships <laughs> into boating in his log he recorded how his ship almost collided with another vessel with a trio of masts. The vessel, described as a schooner, came so close to the Edinburgh that the sounds of a celebration were heard. Mm. Right? And a racist wedding speech. This is, <laughs> this is 50 years later, they almost collide with something that looks remarkably like um, the original, what is it called? Lady Loverbond. The Eden Bridge was not the only vessel to witness this near miss. A fishing boat also reported a sighting of the same thing, but with additional details. The trawler's captain added that he saw one ship continue onwards, almost unconcerned until it broke up shortly after. Rescue efforts to retrieve any possible survivors were ended when the sandbanks were empty and silent. So this fishing boat saw the ghost boat um, sailing along merrily, and then sank, and then went to look for this survivors, like, and there was nothing to be this found. This is like I kind of get like in theory how apparitions and ghosts kind of happen. Yeah, I can imagine how that. But it was like in the sausage sizzle, sausage, <laughs> no, in the sausage sizzle episode, how we talked about there was like um of the, the ghost barbecues and <laughs> the um like there was a plane, like a ghost plane that was flying around. This is a ghost ship. Yeah, how does that happen? Like this is like well, it's kind of like because yeah, that one theory ships where and planes, a, they're not they're, they're, they're machines they're not they're yeah they're, they're not I see what you're saying like how does that image continue and reappear the ghost ship yeah I think it ties in with that theory of um 
of light and matter being non-temporal so not tied to a time so maybe it's an echo of that potentially but it generally only happens when something disastrous has happened Mm. you don't it's not like you're going on on your first on your your family vacay in 1995 Mm. and uh every now and again a car drives down state highway one with you guys in the back looking like you were yeah like there's no horses on the highway yeah yeah like why is that (laughs) episode title potentially no horses on the highway (laughs) seems relevant on the third oh that was the other thing um, um other thing for me though oh, uh, so i was at mitre 10 hey, uh, same. that's where i got my sander yeah. you want to borrow it. yeah yeah and uh it was a sausage sizzle cranking mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu club um no wasn't papanui uh it was papanui maybe it was the jiu-jitsu club. what day um it was saturday monday <sighs> might not have been jiu-jitsu club they had um honey stall next to it. Do they have that when you were there? No. Someone was selling honey. I'm like, that is just so un uncool. Like you do sausage sizzles. You don't <laughs> you don't sell fucking honey outside. <laughs> wow, you dropped an F bomb about it. And he that. was you standing so there. Passionate. The guy was standing there mm. trying to he was trying to capture the sausage sizzle clientele. <laughs> it was like you have your sausage. What and was your he selling s- his honey for? Oh, his own own gain, I reckon. <laughs> what I mean is how much was it? <laughs> His own gain. His own ill-gotten ill gotten gain. Yeah. What was it worth? I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was, no out, I was outraged yeah. by it. I was like, I get the sausage sizzle for the jujitsu. Yeah. But I'm not paying you any money, you, you, you honey scumbag. <laughs> anyway. Um, the other thing I failed to mention, and because it wasn't in this particular article, but I saw it in another article um, on the same topic when I was researching slash finding a url yep yep, um, yep was that this all happened on friday the 13th which also was a friday <laughs> <laughs> next friday is friday the 13th is it mm-hmm. what month is this <laughs> april, april. <laughs> don't tell people when we're recording on the oh, no, it comes out today. <laughs> on the 13th of February and 50 years after the sighting, there was another. Oh. So we got... Every 50, 50 years. <clears throat> so how Don't does, jump to conclusions. It's not the, every 50 how years. How does the boat know to turn up every <clears throat> 50 years? That's weird. It's an echo of light in space. Why are there no horses? On the 13th of February and 50 years after the sighting, there was another. Local residents saw a ship with three masts on its way to a collision with the Goodwin Sands. Like the Edenbridge account, no wreckage, no wreckage was found nor any evidence that a co- collision had actually taken place. Similar reports were made in 1898 of an identical incident. Hmm. The last report to be filed was 1948. So, yeah, every 50, 50 years. years. <clears throat> By Captain Bull Presswick. He allegedly sighted the Lady Loverbond and considered her to be a real vessel and not a ghost ship. This was despite his admission that the vessel was giving off a strange and airy green glow. No known report was made in 1998, but a vast number of people having heard the history of the sightings turned up in the expectation of seeing the vessel for themselves. All of these potential witnesses ended up disappointed. I bet they were. I would have been. As the Lady Loverbond herself was a no-show. Nobody knows whether reported sightings were bogus or misidentified genuine ships or if the Lady Loverbond has finally made peace with history. Nobody will know for certain for at least another 33 years. Or (laughs) whenever it was this article was written. Okay, so 1998. So we're we're 2048, right? Yeah. Um, So what's it now? 2018. 2018 oh it's not long to go <laughs> well so a 30 years, years. Yeah. 30 years so we'll be in our we'll be in our 60s all right can we book how soon can we book airline tickets siri ask siri hey siri <laughs> <laughs> can we book a ticket now for 2048 hey siri hold up to the speaker otherwise it's just silent can we book an airline ticket for 2048? 
an airline ticket is a document or electronic record, issued by an airline or a travel agency, that confirms that an individual is entitled to a seat on a flight on an aircraft. Would you like to hear more? Uh, yes. <laughs> no. No, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Siri so, has booked us tickets. So to, Siri has just booked us, booked us to, tickets to the UK. Oh, hey, Siri. Was that two tickets or one? <laughs> two tickets or one? <laughs> hey, Siri. you got a belligerent Siri. <laughs> Did you book us two tickets or just one? Here's what I found on the web for Did You Book Us Two Tickets All right, just cop one? out. Come on. So okay, I'll take Google. it as all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that's the end of my story, and if someone's made it this far, oh my goodness. They yeah. must be absolute fanboys, or girls. Sexist. Why is fanboy more of a term than fangirl? Fangirl. Fan... So, fan? Who, who, are normally, who are normally fanboys? I think... Who, who would normally be a fanboy? Like, what does it apply Fan. to normally? Like, like Star Wars. Oh, okay. Then that's probably Why? Why? Because kind of probably it's more male dominated. Uh, oh, you sexist! <laughs> oh my god, called you a sexist. Today. You're doing it right around. <laughs> um, that brings me to the end of my story. Have you got anything to add before we jump into getting some strange? Um, no, I, again, I think the biggest thing for me is how these manifestations happen, like every fifty years. I already told and, you. Okay. <laughs> then I'm shut down. I just find it odd that um, they work to such a rigid time schedule. Mm. They're so, I mean, I'm often not that, um, you know, punctual. <laughs> Yet these ghost things, fucking nailing every 50 years without fail, apart from 1998. Well, this but, one in particular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean they all are. Um, and, yeah, like, I, actually, I, I like the idea that, you know, the sort of pleasure weddings on the high seas were a thing <laughs> even in the 1700s. It was actually bad luck to have females on board back then. Was it? Yeah. Sexist. That's one of the theories as to why it went down. Sexist. It was. It was sexist back then. He says <laughs> as again, he dodges But again, you can get away with those racials and those sexist things. racist. Bring out race again. I'm saying you can get away with it. Race isn't even a thing for me. But you keep bringing it up every five minutes. I'm just saying you that in that racist. speech, you probably get away with it. I'm not saying it's right, but it was the 1700s. Do you think they paid the wait staff or were they slaves? Um... Paid them. Minimum wage, like a tally like a tally off. <laughs> <clears throat> Get your white ass into that book. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, this is the final segment of the show, thankfully, um, that, <laughs> where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. Tony will flick through to a random page. I'll tell him when to stop, and we will read one of the random tidbits of the paranormal stories. So take it away. Okay. Flicking stop. And this is the segment of, this is the sub-segment of Get Me Some Strange Where I Pad while Tony figures out Ooh, what section joy, of the book he's in. Joy bizarre. <laughs> here we go. Actually, I found one here. Um, and I'm just going to confirm this. I, I think I know where it is. Sp- I was right. I was right. Spectral incursions. What? Spectral incursions. Okay. Um, so the, the tale here is called Steer to the Norwest. Mm-hmm. Steer to the northwest. Go. Continuing the nautical theme, in 1828, a British ship went out of Liverpool, England, was connection? headed due west toward Nova Scotia in there the you go, icy bring out waters. Again. You said Jew. <laughs> Don't say Jew. You say a Jewish person. Was heading a Jewish person west toward Nova Scotia in the icy waters of the North Atlantic. That means New Scotland. Did you know that? It didn't. Nova Scotia means New Scotland. Learned something. Uh, The ship had been at sea for many weeks when one day the first mate, Robert Bruce, a.k.a. two first names. Rob Bruce? Yeah. Rob Bruce? Rob Bruce. Go on. Double... Double firsties. <laughs> Ricky Barbie? Ricky Barbie. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Jeff Gordon found a strange man writing on a blackboard in the captain's cabin. Bruce, Robert Bruce, <laughs> Bobby B. Is it two people? Bobby B. was astonished to discover someone he did not recognise on board and, mystified, went to report the event to the captain. The captain was... What do you think? Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Incredulous. <laughs> <laughs> How could there be anyone on the ship whom neither he nor the mate... Sam Stewart. ...had seen before? Nonetheless, he followed Bobby B. to the cabin and looked at the blackboard. Plain Racist again? <laughs> I just see a board. The coloured board. Plain, Whoa, plain that's even worse. <laughs> Dig yourself that hole. Plain to see were the words stare to the northwest. The stranger, however, had disappeared. The captain asked everyone on the ship to write the same words on a slate, but nobody's handwriting matched that that was on the coloured board. The captain was now altogether at a loss to explain the apparition and its message, but he ordered the ship's course changed to the northwest. Some hours later, the ship's lookout sighted another vessel stuck fast in ice. All her passengers were taken aboard, and among them, Bobby B. recognised the man he had seen in the cabin. What? The captain then asked him to write the words, stare to the northwest. And let me guess, his handwriting matched that of the racially fluid board so his handwriting matched that of the original message exactly according to the captain of the icebound vessel the passenger concerned had fallen asleep at about the same time that his double was seen when he awoke he had announced with complete certainty that they would all be saved amazing nice tale from Bobby B mm. anything else to- whoa <clears throat> loud anything else to add before we oh, put I these people out of their misery i forgot to put the uh, sticky tappy on <laughs> well if you hear that one again you know it's Tony's all right fault. i'm gonna slip it again you're gonna tell me stop at the exact same time you did okay yeah. we're doing a stop no sea monsters <laughs> oh it's not far there there right we go there. got it got it found it <laughs> nice <laughs> Um, anything else to add before we um, put these people out of their misery? Is this the most rambling episode yet? I think it might be. I feel bad about it, but there'll be good ones coming we up. We covered a lot of territory. Well, yeah, that means it's rambling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to think, how am I going to write the description about this episode? There's just there's just too much stuff to focus on to cover. Yeah, it's the lack of focus that's done it. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be back on track for better episodes next week because yeah. your ones tend to be a lot more structured because you bit, actually do research yeah so we've been a little bit ill-disciplined um the stop last... talking down our episode it's good i mean i was, I was saying how great it was <laughs> such a sidekick move. a little bit ill-disciplined <laughs> uh with a week off and uh that's made us a little more rambly i think <laughs> all righty um anything else to add sorry <laughs> me too And on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next week. Toodaloo!